Now let me turn my mic on here. Thank you, Jill and Sarah, for sharing that music with us. Uh, we appreciate your gift, your offering to our worship this morning. I was just looking around thinking, it's not quite been three months since we've been here, but I'm starting to feel a little more at home because I know where you usually sit and if you're out of your normal spot or not. Um, and in fact, it now confuses me. If you sit somewhere different, I'm like, wait a minute, they're not supposed to be there. Um, I mean, even, even some of the people watching at home have moved from their couch to their recliner this week. And, and uh, it's like, wait a minute, that's not right. We're glad you've joined us, whether it's in person or online. For the next few Sundays, we're going to be looking at various situations in life that be can become barriers to discipleship, to our healthy growth as followers of Christ. Circumstances, conditions, struggles that we all encounter periodically that might make it tougher to move forward in our journey with Jesus. Things that kind of like a pandemic that we're in, things that we really don't know how to deal with well, we're not sure how to get through it, we don't know how long it might last, and we didn't really have anything to do with choosing it to begin with. And it feels beyond our control. So with, when those conditions exist in our life, it's possible that they will cause less than desirable effects on our spiritual health and our well-being. Sometimes it's, it's even like we're fighting for our spiritual lives, stuck in a wrestling match or a boxing ring trying to punch our way out as we fight against some of the things we all encounter periodically. The good news is none of these things we'll look at over the next few weeks need to be spiritually lethal. We can get through them. We have in the past. We will again. God is bigger than all of these things we may encounter. This morning I want to take a few minutes to wrestle with the issue of doubt. The issue of doubt. Now I know none of you have ever struggled with doubt, but the people sitting around you have. Um, it's just kind of the way things work, that sometimes... We struggle with doubts and questions. So I want to think about what might be here for us in God's word this morning related to that. I want to begin by defining what I'm thinking about when I talk about doubt this morning. I am not talking about doubt in regard to whether or not God exists I'm assuming that most of you believe in God and you believe God exists. And for most of us, questions or doubts come not in regard to God's existence, but if God works in our lives, how God works in our world, when God works or when God doesn't. We also might have doubts and questions regarding our own faith our own issues more than our struggle with God and what God does or doesn't do. Sometimes we fight with our own doubts, our perceived weakness, 
of our own faith. And we struggle with that more than what we believe about God. And I think part of that struggle comes from unclear ideas about what faith is and what doubt is. It's often oversimplified to the point of sounding like faith is good, doubt is bad. So you need to have faith and believe because if you doubt, God can't work in your life. Can I tell you, I'm not buying that. I have issues with that kind of thinking because at some level, that would mean the work of God depends on our works and depends on our faith more than on the power of God, the wisdom of God and the love of God. And, and I don't think that's the case. God is always going to be bigger, stronger, wiser, more loving than anything we're going to wrestle with. I just can't believe that my own, our own periodic doubts could prevent God from working in our lives. Doubt might get in the way of experiencing the most that God has for us at a given point in life. Doubt might cause us to stress or struggle a little more than if we simply relax into the arms of God in a trusting, uh, full faith, overwhelming confidence in God kind of way. But I don't believe I or any of us are powerful enough to completely prevent God from working simply because we have some doubts at times. There are times when we have to come to grips with the fact, maybe we even celebrate the fact that in spite of our doubts, in spite of our lack of understanding about how God might possibly be working, that God actually is still working just in a way that we never anticipated, in a way that we can't fully understand. Because we look from a limited human perspective. And sometimes that perspective is one of doubt. In question, we simply can't see the very thing God might be doing that if we could see it would free us from our doubt, but we're not always privileged to that. Sometimes we're required to take a step in faith, even a leap of faith. I want you to look at this short video from a movie I'm sure most of you have seen. It's about taking a leap of faith.
You ever feel a little bit like Indiana Jones before his step in faith? Sometimes it seems that all we can feel is doubt. Because from where we look, there's just no way to make it from where we are to where we want to be, where we hope to go. The good news is we're not Indiana Jones. We are the people of Almighty God. So let's look together at the Word of God for the people of God to see what there is in relation to doubt. We'll be looking at several short scriptures this morning. I want to invite you to read aloud with me every time we get to a new scripture. First, we're going to look at Matthew 14, verses 30 to 32. This is where Jesus has just come to the disciples walking on the water in the middle of the night. He invites Peter to come out and walk on the water to him. And unbelievably, Peter does it. I want you to read these verses with me. And what I'd like you to do as we read aloud is do your best to put in the expected emotion that might be in these words. We're not going to read matter-of-factly. I want you to read with the emotion that you would attribute to, to this, uh, these few verses here. Let's read together Matthew 14. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why do you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. What emotion do you hear attached to that phrase, why do you doubt? How many of you, most of the time when you hear that story, think of it as though Jesus is kind of fussing at Peter for his lack of faith? Kind of almost like he's scolding him for his doubt that brought failure. It's easy to hear that, right? But the Bible doesn't really say that Jesus is chastising Peter. Isn't it possible to hear these words as though Jesus were comforting Peter after he failed? Can you imagine that this conversation could be like a father comforting a young child who just tried something, almost did it, but then ultimately failed? temporarily. Maybe like a young child trying to learn to ride a bicycle and the father says, it's okay, you almost did it. You don't need to doubt, just believe you're going to get this. What if we hear the words of Jesus more like that and as comforting and uplifting to Peter rather than chastising him. That makes the story feel a little bit different, I think. And it makes Peter's doubt become a stumble, not a failure. 
Let's look at another scripture together. A post-resurrection encounter with Jesus from Luke chapter 24. Again, I ask you to read aloud with me and put the emotion in there that you think would be there. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. I think in this case as well, it's true that Jesus' desire is to build up the disciples and to encourage their faith rather than to leave them discouraged and overcome by doubt. Why are you troubled? Why do doubts rise in your mind? Look at my hands, my feet. It's me. (laughs) Touch me and see. He doesn't want them to feel bad for doubts coming into their minds. I mean, think about it. (laughs) To this point, they have never seen someone whose body was in the tomb until the third day and then he's resurrected from the dead, I think we might all have a little bit of doubt at first glimpse. He doesn't want them to feel bad. He doesn't want them to be overcome by doubts in their minds. He wants to chase away those doubts by showing them the mighty works of the living God. You know, there are times where at least some of us need more visible evidence of God's work than we do at other times. When our faith is strong, we can accept anything God might be doing and believe it and celebrate it and say hallelujah. At other times, we may find ourselves needing kind of a boost up above the doubts that might be bouncing around in our heads. Can you hear these words of Jesus as words of encouragement and love? Can you imagine Jesus offering you the same type of hope and encouragement in those times where doubts may arise in your mind? I believe our Lord would always want to help us overcome and remove doubts, not make us feel bad or even ashamed about them, but to free us from that weight. Look again at a scripture with me. Another post-resurrection interaction, this time with Thomas. This is John chapter 20, verse 27. Read with me and again, include the emotion. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. Again, I don't see this as fussing at Thomas. I don't think he wants him to feel bad. He's calling him to a new level of faith that would be the best for him in his relationship with Jesus. It seems clear 
Jesus is saying, I don't want you to have to live in a world filled with doubt. I want you to have faith in me. I think Jesus wants you and me to believe rather than be overwhelmed with constant doubts. You believe that? I do. I also believe Christ wants to relieve us of the struggle and even the guilt that sometimes accompanies doubts and questions when we wrestle with doubt. Stop doubting and believe can easily be heard as, I have something much better for you than living filled with doubt. I want you to believe and experience all that I have for you. Can you imagine that kind, that sense of communication and caring being communicated to Thomas, being communicated to us when we have our own doubts? I can see that. Let's move beyond the Gospels for just a minute and look at a couple of other scriptures related to doubt. This time in Psalm 94, this is verse 18 and 19. The psalmist celebrates God's work in, in his life, even in a tough time. Read with me, please. I cried out, I am slipping, but your unfailing love, O Lord, supported me. When doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. When doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope. This tells us a lot about the heart of God, doesn't it? About God's desire to strengthen and sustain those who wrestle with or struggle with doubt occasionally. When we allow God's power to be introduced into those situations, I'm telling you, God's word tells us God wins. Doubt ultimately gets defeated. So I hope you can take the words from this psalm as comfort. For those times when doubt might smack us around a little, beat us down a little, when we're trying to fight through it, there is hope in the Lord and the new hope and comfort that we're given. One more scripture verse. From the book of Jude, that little tiny book in the back of the New Testament, it only has one chapter. This is verses 22 and part of 23. Read along with me again. This time, hearing these words, recognizing them as being written to not the ones who are doubting, but to the body of Christ gathered around them. Let's read. Be merciful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. To others, show mercy. Do you hear the direction for dealing with friends, family members, church members, neighbors? Be merciful to those who doubt. Don't beat on them. Don't bring them down. Don't discourage them. Don't fault them. We all have doubts periodically. Be merciful to those 
who doubt. Be the message of God to them. Be the mercy of God expressed to them when they really need it the most. Offer mercy and hope when they feel hopeless. I've yet to find anything in Scripture that says we should feel bad, guilty, or hopeless when we go through those periodic times of doubt. Everything I've seen makes me believe this issue that we can all struggle with occasionally is one that God wants to and will help us overcome. And I think we're meant to help each other in these kind of times. That's the words from Jude. In his book entitled, Imagine Your Life Without Fear, Max Lucado writes some significant words for us. Let me read this short paragraph to you. Questions, which can come in times of doubt, can make hermits out of us, driving us into hiding. But the cave has no answers. Christ distributes courage through community. Christ dissipates doubts through fellowship. He never deposits all knowledge in one person, but distributes pieces of the jigsaw puzzle to many. When you interlock your understanding with mine and we share our discoveries, when we mix, mingle, confess, and pray, Christ speaks. A great reminder for us all that we need each other, sometimes more than at other times, especially in those times when one of us or some of us are questioning, having doubts, and may be tempted to withdraw from the body of Christ. Truth is, God works powerfully when we all come together. God works powerfully when we all come together to lift up and to strengthen the ones who may be in that spot of doubting or questioning or struggling at a given time. Another time it'll be us. God works to care for those who are questioning and doubting when the people of God come together. So if you're the one questioning and doubting this morning or recently, don't be dragged into the cave and become a spiritual hermit. Reach out for and allow the people of God to lift you up, to offer you hope that they find in Christ to overcome the doubt, which is temporary. If you've been stuck in a time of doubt, know that there is hope. Know it's not the end of the world, even though it might feel like it temporarily. 
Know that others around you will wade into that world of doubt to help you in the journey out of the doubt. Know that God loves you and wants better for you than for you to constantly be overcome by doubt. Because God knows doubt is not the best place for us to exist permanently. Now, God is absolutely with us in those times of doubt. But God has no desire or intention to leave us there. My prayer is that any who may be wrestling or struggling with doubt have in the recent past, will in the near future, my prayer is that by the power of God you can be freed, released from those debts and the burden of carrying them around even though it was never our choice to do it to begin with. I pray that during those moments of doubt and questioning, That you sense the strong arms of God around you, holding you, loving you, assuring you that there is coming a time where the doubts will fade. There will be new hope, new life, new love, new assurance. It is God's promise for us today. Would you pray with me? Lord, we don't really ever choose to have doubts they just come when we're struggling we don't want doubts to linger we don't want doubts to control us we don't want doubt to have any power over us but sometimes all of those things happen temporarily in our lives. Lord, when they do, remind us you are bigger, you are stronger, you are wiser, you are more loving than anything that might cause us to question, than anything that would create doubts in our minds. I pray, God, for those who are currently wrestling with doubt, that there could be a sense of release from the questions and the doubts. That there could be freedom from the burden, from the weight, from the guilt. Maybe even sense of shame that might accompany it. And that in their place there could be new encouragement brought by your Holy Spirit. That there could be new hope planted deep within the heart and soul of those who seek to get beyond doubt and to follow you faithfully. And that there could be a true commitment of the people of God to surround and to love and to encourage people close who are struggling right now. Use us as your body of Christ to lift and strengthen one another every time we encounter something that would slow down our walk with you, get in the way 
of our faithful following that could in some way be a barrier to our discipleship. We trust you, Lord. We give ourselves to you in the name of Christ this morning. Amen.